media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. Sunday morning, media, marketing, branding, advertising, branding. You cannot talk about branding without mentioning the name of uh, Castor Semenya. And I think in, well, she was a favorite to win, so let's get that right. But a favorite doesn't mean you always win. And she did win, and she won terrifically. Uh, crossing the line, my sense, uh, one of my tweets suggested that she came out first, second, third, and the, and the second person came out fourth. You know, that type of, that is the distance in terms of that 800-meter race. So fantastic for her. It means her brand is uh, further enhanced. And I like the fact there was a, a cartoon a few days before uh, where Wade uh, Fanike was sort of showing the baton to her. And he tweeted that as well. And, and I think that's, that's just such a critical thing. There's something, as you know, I feel strongly about. Champion people, build champion people. And we need to be supportive of... Of one another. Well, lots to talk about on the media show. You can comment. You know that if you use hashtag media show, you must use that. Then tweet to me at Ashraf Garda as well as to SAFM Radio. We have option two, which is to call in. If you're calling in, it's to the point on the subject that we're talking about. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven and uh, SMS is three four seven zero one. It's Lurie's weekend, by the way, so we'll chat to some of the Saturday night Lurie's winners. Last night, of course, the big winners happens tonight, and it's in Durban this time round. Missing it, uh, amazingly, after being there like what four years on the trot, I think it is. Uh, so we'll chat about that as well. And a fascinating guest coming up at nine in our thought leader discussion, which I'll tell you about uh, a bit later on. Let's start, however, with what we call twenty minutes with its um, a profile on a person in the media marketing industry and today it's the turn of someone I've chatted to very often about other people not about herself Janine Lazarus Janine good chatting to you hi hello Ashraf and thank you so much for having me today good so title Janine Lazarus of Janine Lazarus Media Janine Lazarus of Janine Lazarus Media Consultancy yeah and and you do what a whole lot of things um, my main my main focus Ashraf is to run media training um, I'm an ex-journalist um, so I wear two caps when I put people through their paces. Um, if I'm working for government or a parastatal or um, a blue chip corporate, I approach them with adequate information on the client because I believe in 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 becoming equipped and doing adequate research. Okay. And also I come in as an ex-journalist, so I understand um, – how, how difficult it can be to navigate a media interview and, and to and, navigate it effectively. And you think that, that that's critically important? What, what I'm saying, and uh, let me use a, a slightly different phrase here. When my son is growing up and, and, and he's dabbling in entrepreneurship and he made the point that the problem with these teachers at school teaching about entrepreneurship, not one of them are entrepreneurs. They, they all want safe jobs. The point I'm making is if you really want to teach media training, as, as you obviously do, you need to have lived that, uh, you know, imprint on air. You had to be not behind the scenes, but directly involved. And I know you were, right? And that's such a valid point. I, I left journalism in or hard news in 1994 when uh, uh, photographer Ken, uh, Ken Osterbrook got shot into a just, be, just before the first yeah. election? Yeah, just before the first elections, Kevin Carter went and committed suicide. And there were seven cameramen who died in the space of 16 months. And at that particular point, I knew rationally that the show had to go on. But emotionally, I, I, I was taking big strain. These were my friends. They were my colleagues. Mm -hmm. They were cameramen that I went into the, the conflict areas with. So I joined PR 
And, so so and, wait, you, you yeah, left because of that? I left exactly because of that, because I was being defined by violence. I was being def- defined by grief and by tragedy. And I didn't want to become a cynical, hard-bitten, hard-bitten individual who wasn't excited by things like rainbows and children's laughter and, and those kinds of things. So I left journalism, dabbled, as you know, in radio, mm-hmm, loved it just mm-hmm, as much as you do, mm-hmm. very much. A, a, you, you did a weekly show on, on 7 I did right? a weekly yeah. show on 7 okay. loved it, as close as, as, as to my first love as possible. My first love is print. Um, and then joined PR and absolutely hated every minute. I somehow think you would hate it. You know, you know, Ashraf, this, I mean, I, I say it over and over again. Public relations serves a very, very important uh, role, especially if public relations is strategic, as a lot of these uh, outfits are. Um, but there are public relations officers, as you know, who, um, who are perhaps a little bit less than strategic. Mm. And, uh, I worked for one of those agencies, which, by the way, without mentioning names, is one of the biggest agencies around. And in fact, I'm outsourced as a media trainer by them. But at that particular point, it was 27 girls. um, And you can imagine what it was like working in a hen house like that. And I remember very clearly working on a bank's um, marketing You'll know which bank it was. It mm. was um, we were counting blue jelly beans of course, right, to yeah. hand out to girls in shorts at at traffic lights um, as part <laughs> of the campaign. So what I did, Ashraf, is I ate all four hundred beans and oh, I resigned. So, so you were the rebel, yeah. I was, and th- that was when I started media training because these girls were offering media training, and I thought, what what about them gives them the right to be able to offer this kind of going back to my original point exactly yeah. they, they, they've never they've never interviewed a victim they've never been shot at they don't know what hard news is like they've never they weren't they weren't there and it was on the basis of that that I started my business and for the first two years I really battled to make ends meet it wasn't easy going and and, and now can you can you mention the the, the type of uh, you know companies or governments because it's not just South Africa around the world that, that you media train can you, well, can well, you if do I'm some allowed, name dropping if yeah? I'm allowed to um, I work in 25 African countries mm-hmm. um, uh, the last of the African countries I worked in was Ethiopia um, I'm pretty familiar with Western East Africa haven't done much in North um, I work in Dubai in the UK in Pakistan in Lebanon which is quite interesting um, and in terms of who I work with, big government organizations, ministers themselves, I'm not going to tell you who they are because I don't know if they're a success story or not. <laughs> uh, and, and would you would you have a, a confidentiality agreement with them absolutely, anyway? Absolutely. That means you can't even if you wanted to. Absolutely. Yeah. And okay. in fact, with a lot of big brands, you sign NDAs mm. because you're, you're, you're given privy or you're, you're privy to a lot of information that is really confidential. Also work with big brands, Coca-Cola is one of mine, mm. British American Tobacco, another one, uh, big Big corporates, parastatal South African Airways I used to work with, ESCOM I used to work with, and of course all the FMCG brands. I work for the JSE as their preferred uh, media skills trainer. I also do crisis communications. So when the pawpaw hits the fan, um, you know what it's like. Um, there's, there's no forward thinking. There's no gazing into the crystal ball and saying, well, if this happens, this is how we should behave. So I come in and that's where I make my money because at that particular point what you've got to tell them You've got to tell them what to do, how to pick and up the And they need pieces. to know it now. Okay, 891 By the way, if you wish to uh, chat on air, as I am doing right now, to Janine Lazarus, as I mentioned before, I've often spoken to her as a guest. But today she talks about, not about anything else, but about herself. Uh, 20 Minutes with Janine Lazarus. Uh, 
messages or uh, you can SMS three four seven zero one. If you are tweeting, uh, you can tweet about her. If you know her, just want to comment anyway uh, using hashtag media show and tweet to Ashraf Garda uh, as well as to SFM Radio. Lots more to come from Janine Lazarus right after this. The SABC has signed a code of conduct that is enforced by the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Under the code, we are committed to giving news that is accurate, comment that's fair, and programming that is not harmful, does not amount to hate speech or violence or explicit sex. If you think we are not living up to that code, then you can inform the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Direct any complaints in writing to the BCCSA, PO Box 412-365, Craig Hall 2024. That's the BCCSA, PO Box 412-365, Craig Hall 2024. Send a fax to 011-326-3198 or an email to bccsa at nabsa.co.za. For more information, please visit bccsa.co.za. Media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. Talking to Janine Lazarus, uh, about Janine Lazarus as we profile her. So, I'm not going to ask you about how good are you, but we'll get to that just now. But, but how did you get to a position where you are able to media train uh, and crisis manage some of the, you know, well, just about all the countries that matter? If you look at the whole of Africa and, and many of the countries you mentioned, Lebanon and Pakistan and God knows what. How did you get to that position? I'm blessed. I'm really mm. blessed. I think in my business, it's very much, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's exactly the same mm. as in journalism, mm. Ashraf. Mm. You know that. I mean, you know, um, if you, if you deliver a good product, people will use you again and again. And I'm very blessed. I have a lot of repeat business with, a, with repeat clients. I also have a particular brand. Um, I shoot very straight, as you know. Absolutely. Um, I'm opinionated. Um, I, I don't suffer fools gladly. I'm not there to massage egos. If people pull me into crisis train or do presentation skills training or key messaging, which is another one of my core competencies, um, I'm not there to tell them how lovely they look and how brilliant they are. I'm there to find fault. And, so, um, so you are blunt, as I expect you to be. No, yeah. ex- I'm extremely blunt. I'm just like my late mother. Maybe not quite as blunt. She definitely took the blunt award of the year. <laughs> um, and bless her for that. Uh, but the, but the, the, the point is, you know, I like to shoot straight. I say things like they are. And very often I'll have agencies coming to me and saying, it's possible for you to be just a little bit nice. You know, just be a bit gentle. And I really have to, I have to think twice. I have to really re-engage my brain. And I say to them, but why? The real world isn't nice. And an interrogative interview is probably one of the most uncomfortable things your client is going to go through. And in fact, Ashraf, I'd like to share this with you. I spent two weeks in Swaziland, um, three weeks ago, in fact, working for the Times of Swaziland as Mm -hmm. oversight Mm -hmm. editor. Um, And I worked under the um, managing editor, Martin Blamini, and I go there every second year. 
And my role is to kick the butts of 49 journalists. And um, We're within the newspaper. They're in the newspaper. Yeah. They work on the daily. They work on the Saturday and the Sunday. So that's where I get my journalism fix because I okay. miss it so desperately. I, I'm sure you do. So yeah. I sit there and I literally – I stomp around the newsroom, I, I mouth off, I have journalists sitting mm. around my, my shoulders while I rewrite their intros, and that gives me the news that I miss so terribly much. Well, now I was going to ask you that. So wh- why did you get into the industry in the first place? What, what's your story? Because of, because of the violence, because um, you know I covered violence. I was a crime reporter. I did investigative journalism because uh, photographers were dying, dying around me, and because I just... I remember in in the late 90s working for British television and going in to do um, um, a piece called Girl Cop with a a, a Mancunian cameraman Mm -hmm. from from Manchester and covering six weeks of the most abysmal violence I've ever seen. I saw somebody die every single day for six weeks. We worked with Gauteng Highway Patrol and we worked with the Violent Crimes Unit in the Cape Flats. And that was really, that was the, the turning point. I landed up in bed for a month in tears, crying every time I heard a siren because we were literally sleep de- deprived. We were, going, we were going from double murder to another homicide to gang violence. And I thought, I just can't do this anymore. But, you know, once a journalist, always a journalist. Mm, you have, mm, you have, mm, uh, mm, you have mm, blood in your ink stream, not yeah, the well, other way around. Yeah. But, I mean, interesting, you, you, you made the point, I mean, besides the – What's it, the Janine Lazarus report or something you did on 702? Then you yeah. did it. You did a TV show on, on SABC, also about crime. I did, yeah. It was so called, crime was, was in the blood. Absolutely. You know, I wanted to be a crime, a, a criminal lawyer. My, my parents fancied me as a bit of a criminal litigator. It would have given them a, a little <laughs> bit of a lift. I became a crime reporter instead. So, um, yeah, it was crime. I did crime files on, T, on SABC two, 2 yeah. with Lloyd Nadohe. Um, from uh, uh, Toyandu mm-hmm. and in fact um, for another television station I was head of research um, when Malcolm Gooding was, was anchored was called Criminal Minds I, I know that show is a very good show too Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really was I was mm-hmm. very proud of it mm-hmm. and we were serializing South Africa's most famous solved crimes and I mean the police were so impressed at that point because our enactments were so real that, that police phoned in and said that they felt that they were actually standing at the crime scene so, so having said all of that w- what's your t- I'm a damn good communicator. Um, I'm a damn good communicator. Um, um, I can I can pick up I can pick up um, when somebody is talking rubbish very quickly. I can pick up corporate spin, and um, I also know how to put a positive spin on a negative message. Um, And I I don't know if that's being a spin doctor. Well, well, tell us what does that mean? A a positive spin on a negative. Okay, message. so uh, so. Uh, uh, and by the way, as you answer that, Temba MC Mango saying, uh, Janine, what is your advice to the PR graduates who have started in the PR in in the industry? So maybe that's related to that. Yeah. No. What are the, what is my advice to PR uh, graduates? Is uh, you you're involved in an entirely different profession to me. Your mm. job is to build positive imaging. And uh, and your your job is to make sure that there is no negative media footprint. I couldn't do that job. I'm far too real. That's I'm different. far too much of a maverick. But yours is a positive spin on a negative. So image. that's different. Yeah. Uh, so that's different. So if in fact uh, you know the share price is, is down, the rand is falling through the toilet, the company hasn't done well. They're about to retrench fifty percent of their staff. Been there, done that. How do we convey that message as positively as possible? 
quite difficult, but a lot of corporates, a lot of parastatals, a lot of government agencies decide to duck and dive, and that's exactly what not to do. Mm, so the mm. idea is to connect with the issue. You know, it's not going to go away. It's going to bite you in the backside. Go back to hopefully a positive track record, what you have done for your for your employees, and then going forward to what it is that you're going to do. That's put, putting a positive spin. Listen, it's not bulletproof. There's no bulletproof crisis communications training. If anybody tells you that, they're lying. Because they just don't know, right? Anisha Babulia from the IAJ uh, saying a great friend, mentor, and an amazing facilitator. And I would say ditto to all of those things anyway, right? What, what, so what, what's your thoughts then about uh, – so, so now in terms of – besides this, uh, the newspaper from Swaziland, the Times, which gives you an insight into media and in terms of journalism, you're not involved – in any of those fields at all? What I do do is, um, is I write a couple of stories and I go into Africa and I, I work on community newspapers and I absolutely love that. I mean, there's just nothing finer than being stuck in, in, in the boondocks, if you like, with one laptop that barely works and one, one globe hanging off a very precarious uh, a, a, a wire. And starting a newspaper or getting a newspaper going for the community, I absolutely love that because you find passion in young journalists who've got nothing mm, they mm, haven't mm. even got pens to write with or pieces of paper to write to write on to start a newspaper in in that environment is that for me is is I don't know my small way of giving back well what are your thoughts then about uh, in, in our country in terms of how people communicate I mean just broad strokes question uh, people in government I'm talking about let's say politicians and then captains of industry okay uh, politicians spin politicians talk rubbish Politicians talk in jargon. All, all of them? All um, political most part? of them. Are, well, you mm. know, I'm sure there's exceptions to the rule. But I mean, I've often faced a politician where a politician has said, you know, uh, we have measures in place. And I've said, Stu's God, Mr. Minister, with all due respect, I'm going to buy you a tape measure. The next time you tell me you have measures in place, I'm going to make you measure the curtains. So it's that kind of jargon. Corporates are exactly... As equally responsible, as equally guilty. You know, you've so got what, what bank should, speak. What should they be doing then? They should be speaking to the common person. They should be, you know, you always give audience news they can use. I mean, it's all very well if you're talking to another government minister who understands things like stakeholders. I keep thinking of somebody waving around a rump stake, you know. And the public doesn't care about a phrase no, like stakeholders. They don't. And, yeah. and the, the, the public doesn't care about measures in place and we have uh, dispensation or what jargon, you know. I say to the people, no bank speak, no insurance speak, no uh, financial advisory service speak. And that, by the way, is one of the biggest difficulties in media training. And very often people say, come sort out our crisis. And I go, well, what is your message? And nobody can agree. Give me two names, one politician and one business person who, who, who does best to do exactly the opposite of what, what the industry norm is. I've got to say that I, I am very... I have huge respect for Praveen Gordon mm-hmm. um, in his in his role when he was when he headed up SARS. I mean, he cleaned the, the organisation up. I think Dr. Aaron Motswaledi from uh, from Health is health, also man. absolutely brilliant. I like Naledi Pandor in whatever role she is, um, and so so those for me would probably be amongst the best. I don't know whether I would I would nail my my. Um, the colours to the, the, the flag for Musi Maimani, I think he's okay. I think he's still got a lot of work to do. Um, so, so those are politicians. In terms of business leaders, I think Adrian Gore from Discovery Health is pretty good. 
Um, he knows how to work the media. Um, I've had some dealings with Coca-Cola. I think that the uh, CEO of Coca-Cola, Sabco, Jacques Vermeulen, is very, very good. Of course, that's the bottling guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, very good, very excellent at, at dealing with the media. Um, it's, it's hard for me to… I know it's hard. It well, really well, is. I mean, th- th- does it say, because you may not be able to give names understandably, but are you able to say that you've been successful in, in the media training space? That means that the people you've trained, you have a measurement, to borrow what we said earlier on, to say they've now progressed to that level or, in fact, they're not listening to me. Look, yeah, there's some people who are, who are blatantly untrainable. I mean, I could stand there and train them, you know, 24-7 and they would look at a camera and freeze or look at a radio mic and freeze. But, you know, on the whole, I, I have a very good hit rate. And what I also do is I offer, I offer mentorship afterwards. So... You, you're going to do an interview. I've just trained you. I would ne- never even think of that, that but um, I will then watch you. I will listen to the radio clips that you send me, and I will, I will provide you with frank and honest and feedback. you will be blunt. Oh, absolutely. Blunt is my second name. <laughs> let's, let's wrap up. What, what's still unfinished for you? What, do you? what else do you want to do? You know what I really wanted to do? I wanted to cover... I wanted to be a Christiana Amanpour. I wanted okay. to be a Halagorani. That's not, not going to happen. <laughs> I'm nearly 53. So um, what am I going to do? I'd like to write a book. Don't we all want to write of a course. book? But I What mean, would I, you call your book? Oh, I don't know. Talking, communicating, something to do with communication. Maybe, maybe shooting straight. Why do they call... Uh, some sh- shooting sharp, blunt. Some, it's a contradiction, isn't it? It certainly Maybe is. Maybe that's something to think about. Let's leave it at that. Thank you so much for your and time. Thank it's been you great for the chatting to you. Uh, just give us your website address uh, www.janinemedia.co.za. So not, not Lazarus, just Janine Media. Janine Media, okay. yeah. And I, and I will leave it to you to do two things tweet that website uh, to me just now, hashtag media show, uh, but also tweet uh, five or six of the things you already said and you can repeat it and other things that you haven't quite said. Uh, we'd love to share that with listeners. And thank you. Thank you so it's much. It's a pleasure. Maybe I will hopefully get you on soon talking about other issues around maybe crisis communications, which which doesn't seem to go away, does it? Uh, there we are. 20 Minutes with Janine Lazarus. We'll chat to another person next week, Sunday, around this time.